0: This is the Friday, March 10, 2023 installment of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. USDA reported higher numbers for domestic and world stocks of corn, while wheat stocks were left unchanged as the world waits to see if Russia will extend the soon-to-expire Black Sea Grain Export Corridor Pact. For the week, the nearby wheat contract dropped 30 cents, while the May corn contract lost 23 cents. A large Brazilian crop hangs over the soy complex as Argentina's estimated crop size was lowered again. The May soybean contract was off 12 cents while the May meal contract added 460 per ton. May cotton shed 599 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, April class 3 milk futures added 13 cents. The livestock market was mixed as April cattle cut 115, April feeders put on 162 and the April lean hog contract improved to 90. In the currency markets, the US dollar index lost 38 ticks, April crude oil declined 315 per barrel, COMEX gold went higher by 920 per ounce, and the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index fell nearly 14 points and settled at 572.60. Joining us now, regular market analyst, Jeff French. Hey, Jeff. Paul, great to be here. This wheat thing. We keep talking about Russia. They're not extending that pact. No talks to have it going on soon. That's the world story. Then we get moisture domestically here in the United States. Then you get r- rain in Europe. But are we still oversold?
1: We've been oversold. I mean, we've, the wheat market has been down 16 out of the last 20 days. Uh, the momentum is definitely lower. Uh, now we did close pretty good there on Friday, but most likely that's profit-taking. Um, all indications look like it's going to go lower, but wheat will be the hot topic next week with March 18th coming up next week.
0: So do you buy that, is, are the dog days behind us then, given what you're kind of indicating?
1: Uh, you know, I'm going to wait till after those negotiations are done, but it would not surprise me if the funds sell this thing cuz they are short about 100 to 120,000 contracts. So they want it to go lower. That that is their bet. It would not surprise me if they sell this thing right into the negotiations, get all this bearish material out of it, the deal is signed and then we're kind of done going down. Because if it is they don't get a deal done, you're taking about 3 million metric tons of grain per month off the world market. So you know, the wheat market down here selling this thing into 10-year low open interest. I mean, this is a place where if you're short wheat, I mean, there can be some big-time rallies very quickly. Uh, So the market can be thin down here. I'd be very cautious being short down here.
0: Okay, range-wise on, we'll say, the, let's go on that July contract to wheat new crop. What's a range on that thing, given the parameters of what you just said? Do we have more room to go low? Well, I mean... Yes,
1: we do long term. I mean, if, if you look at historically the price of wheat at you know seven eighty or eight dollars, depending on which contract you're looking at, that is still a pretty decent price. True, especially with condition of the Chicago wheat, the soft red wheat uh, conditions uh, coming out of this winter, coming out of dormancy, are very very good. Uh, so the prospects of having higher stocks there, improving hard wheat conditions, I mean. Oklahoma improved. Kansas, you know, parts of Kansas have improved. North Kansas has improved. East Kansas have improved. And then, you know, you got the Russian ag minister coming out here this week saying, you know, we're going to have 30 million metric tons of carryover from exports last year that weren't able to get sold.
0: All right. You mentioned open contracts. There's a story developing in corn. Converse. A bunch of people coming into the market. You asked it, so I'm going to ask you the question: Are they smart? We're not so smart for entering this corn market right now.
1: Uh, You know, I'd be very cautious. And what you're talking about is uh, on the big down day on Thursday, we were down, you know, nearly 20 cents. Uh, The open interest in corn gained 27,000 contracts. You know, that was after already the corn had sold off 50 cents a bushel. Uh, So to me, that would signal probably that was kind of everybody throwing in the towel. Um, You know, the smart money sold it 50 cents ago before the break. Uh so as long as May can hold this 610 6 dollar $6 mark uh I, I think you know we could be putting a bottom here new crop at 550 we can hold 550 for a couple days uh, but I want to see how it acts here next week before I enter the long side on the corn
0: 37 questions about lower corn, but we just picked one. Let's go with Ryan and Lennox here because, Jeff, he's he's top of mind with many. He's asking, what's actually pulling corn down a dollar? Is this drop short-lived and a large jump in price coming in the near future? So you kind of say it's coming. So define for me near future.
1: Well, I think you have to look at what happened here this week. I mean, it, it wasn't mainly fundamentals. I mean, some of it was because of the decrease in exports, which increased the corn carryout. But the the stock market was down 1400 points this week. Uh, you know, there was bigger things going on. One of the, you know, the second biggest bank failure ever in the history of the United States happened this week. Uh, so there was outside markets that were collapsing, big sell-offs. I think it spilled over it, but you look at the wheat, the wheat's been down a dollar 30 in the last three weeks. That has definitely affected the corn price.
0: Let's go to beans. Uh, New, well, we'll get to new crop in a minute, but we have the, the, the lowered size in Argentina, the Brazil crop hanging over this market, in the near term for someone with beans waiting to go somewhere. Did I miss my chance to, well, to make a good price, get a good price?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, $15 beans, I'll never tell anybody not to sell $15 beans. That's a very good price. Uh, but you look at the last three months, I mean, the, the beans have been a very tradable market. Uh, the low side support 1480, the high side where it's resistance 1540 to 1550. Because every time we get a big rally, the Brazilian come in and start selling. They are only about 35% sold. Uh, they are estimated at the end of this week 60% harvested. So they have a big crop coming. They have plenty of beans left to sell. That's why you see when we go up to 1550, we fail. But then all of a sudden we get back down to 1480, the, the selling dries up, and we kind of come back. What I want to see is when we break out of that support or the resistance, where we go from there.
0: So yeah, you're giving me a 1550 to 1480 range of sorts, and that's where something goes either way. Goes below there, goes. sell it. If it goes above there, buy it. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, let's talk about that new crop. We're still a dollar thirty higher than we were on that July low. There's this hesitancy. And there's been these big discrepancies I should say between new and old crop. Why is that still holding in beans to be true?
1: Well, we just touched on it with the big Brazilian crop. Um, but you know, the, the, the new crop beans has to hold in there to gain acres and, and keep their acres. Uh, you know, It was kind of a heavier year up here in the I States for beans last year. So normal rotation is going to be maybe a little bit heavier corn. Corn probably right now economically favors a little bit more acres, um, so I, I just look at you know we're kind of in this trading range. If, if we get below 13.30 in November, you probably make some sales. But I mean, you know, you're with your basis, you're probably still selling 13-dollar beans off the combine. You know, don't get carried away, but that's that's a money maker, and if it's a money maker, I have no problem selling. It.
0: Can't can't lose money taking a profit. That's I think right. is the old term. Uh, livestock wise. Uh, Buy signal on for these folks who are feeding cattle or still have some fats?
1: You know, if you look at the feeder cattle, I mean, they're the exact opposite of the wheat. They've been up 16 out of the last 20 days, essentially the last month. Uh, they're overbought. I mean, it's it's overdone. Um, the funds have just piled into the lawn. In feeders? Yes, in feeders. Okay. Um, but we had the big break in corn. And, you know, feeders took off with that, which is natural. So we'll see what happens here. Uh, the fat cattle, I, you know, I'm as bullish as everyone out there on the fat cattle, except for the fact of, you know, what's going to happen here with the economy. So, I, you know, you have the April of 24, 2024 contract making new all-time highs here this week at the border Trade, up above 174. So, you know, you're looking at over a year of protection. You can buy 170 puts for $4.50 a hundred dollars 5 a 100 you can lock in 170 fat cattle for over a year. I mean, I, I take advantage of that.
0: It's, yeah, you're, you're saying that sounds like a good good idea.
1: Well, you keep, because your, upside, I mean, in, you keep your upside open yeah. while locking in the downside to the board at 170. I mean, for the next uh, year and three months. So, yeah, it's a
0: good deal. So this would be more of a market plus type question, but I guess, I guess I'll ask. Anything other than live cattle on 24 that you're interested in exploring right now? Corn, wheat, soybeans?
1: You know, I, I've had the... It's been brought up a lot on the corn, but the corn is, it's not nearly as high price as the 23. Uh, You know, I I don't really like selling too much out there, but if you want to sell 10%, but I, it's not on my radar right now.
0: On any of the grains?
1: Yeah, not right now.
0: Okay. Uh, Hogwise, do you see that demand story picking up? Is there another story that is picking up any steam to this market as we kind of wallow around here the last couple of months?
1: Demand has been very good. I, I think the hogs, you know, I think we close at a three-week high here Friday. Uh, looks like we could run this thing another 3 or $4 pretty easily. I, you know, the hogs have benefited from all-time high cattle prices. You know, they can't get too far away from those cattle prices. Um, you know, I, I, the hog numbers are very similar to last year. Uh, I, I'm not too terribly bullish or bearish either way. Europe, I am watching the African swine fever. Uh, that is there, keeps rearing its head. Uh, they eat a lot of pork. So uh, if that continues, we could maybe pick up some export business there. China's sow herd is still out of whack. Too many, too many sows, um, but uh, pretty neutral to hogs here right now.
0: Do you see any comparison? I mean, it's always beef that gets talked about with inflationary issues, economic issues. At what point does the hog enter that discussion and get talked about in the same way.
1: I, I, I thought it would have happened already, uh, you know, truly, um, with the high prices of beef. But you see what the consumer is doing. Um, they're not balking at these prices. Uh, beef demand is
0: still off the charts. Everybody likes beef. Although box was maybe lower this week, I think. Yeah, uh, a, little bit, the week, a, little a little bit. A little
1: bit lower. Historically, uh, seasonally, March is your weakest demand month for beef. So okay. a little pullback there is not necessarily too surprising.
0: Like I said, I only have, we answered one corn question. I have 36 more to go in Market Plus. We'll get them to you then. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Paul. All right. That's Jeff French, everybody. And we're going to put a pause in this analysis, continue our discussion about these markets in our Market Plus segment. You can find both of them on our website of markettomarket.org. For those of you watching us over traditional television or via the web, this is the final week of our annual pledge drive. If you believe in this service that you have trusted for nearly five decades, consider investing in your local public television stations to keep programs like this one in production. We continue to thank you for your support. Next week, we are going to look at how oyster farmers are making a profit while cleaning up the environment. Thank you so much for watching and have a great week.